Father in heaven, thank you so much for this new day. And even though it's rainy and nasty outside, we know that your presence is here and we can feel it. I just pray that you will be with Amy today as she shares the ideas that you gave her. And um, I just pray that each one of us will be able to take away many things that we will then go back and share in our areas and our spheres of influence. So today, just be with Amy as she speaks and be with each one of us. And thank you so much for loving us and for um, giving us the opportunity to be able to share your love with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning. I'm excited to be here this morning. I'm excited about outreach and about ministry and about all these little ideas the Lord gives me. He gives me one, I think it's the coolest idea, but then he gives me another one. I'm like, wow, he always outdoes himself. And so it's exciting to see what the Lord has done. And when uh, Gail called me, I had no option but to say yes, because I told the Lord that if he would keep giving me ideas to share Jesus, then I would be willing to share them with others. So here I am. I'm also excited because I made all sorts of stuff for you guys, and instead of it being on my living room floor now, because it's been all over the house for a while, I get to actually give it to you. And so that'll be nice. But it seems like the microphone is not on now. Oh. oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, um, so just so I don't forget at the end, I, up on this table, on the far right, there's a folder for everybody. It has extra information in it. You don't need it for the seminar. Um, and then I also have little sample bags that have six or seven little samples in it for each one of you to take with you. So at the end, you can get those. Um, oh, if you do need a piece of paper, there's a piece of paper and pens up here, because everything, all the ideas that I'm going to show you, I don't have a handout for. But if you like an idea, just jot it down. In the folder that I'm going to give you, I have a little business light card, and it has my, I have a Bible Labs blog where I keep a list of all these ideas, just I didn't want to forget them, and so I started doing that. There's pictures and explanations and all, so you'll be able to access it. So, but if you like something, you can jot it down, and uh, yeah. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to say before we start. Let's go ahead and pray one more time really quickly. Heavenly Father, we just pray for your spirit to be here, for you to lead and guide, for you to be my words, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so we're going to talk about sharing your faith as a family, and really it can be as an individual, a family, it can be for your school, it can be for your church. I've used all of these in all those different areas. And you know, for some of us, it comes naturally, doesn't it? But for others of us, it doesn't come so naturally, and we need somebody prodding us, or maybe doing it with us, or giving us the ideas Frankly, for all of us, no matter if it's easy or hard, it would just be easy to rely on the church or the school for some of these outreach ideas. Because our kids are sometimes involved in Bible labs or a community service day, and that's wonderful. Every school should have a Bible labs. It's fantastic for the kids to go out and share Jesus. And, and churches should have personal ministries. It's important that we do things. You know, some of us might be um, going to the nursing home, a lot of us sing at the nursing home, or we might call somebody up on the phone, you know, and let them know we missed them. And those are all good things. But is it enough just to rely on our church and our school to provide the outreach that we need? Some people might think so. But 
for us, for our family, we decided, you know, that's not enough. Um, as a Christian, it really shouldn't be enough because every Christian is called to be a missionary. We all have that job to do. And so we all, as Christians, need to develop a lifestyle of evangelism. One of our greatest desires for our children is not just to be trained academically and not just to have a whole lot of um, spiritual knowledge in their head, but that they would develop a heart that just longs to serve, that loves Jesus so much they're willing to sacrifice, they're willing to do anything to share Jesus and to give for the cause of Christ. In Matthew 5.16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that is what we want for our children. And I'm sure that's what you want for your children or your school children or your church children. We are told, oh, and also, we think, we feel too, my husband and I, that it's not just the school's job. It's not just the church's job to do that. We feel ownership of that. And so we want to help them develop that. We're told in the spirit of prophecy that the home is the child's first school. And it is here that the foundation should be laid for a life of service. Further, in Christ Object Lessons, page 345, it says parents should teach their children the value and right use of time. Teach them that to do something which will honor God and bless humanity is worth striving for. Even in their early years, they can be missionaries for God. And one more, in Ministry of Healing, it says the more fully the spirit of true ministry pervades the home, the more fully it will be developed in the lives of the children. They will learn to find joy in service and sacrifice for the good of others. I praise the Lord that my parents did this for me. I remember as a kid, we all visited many, many times on Sabbath. We would visit a little elderly lady, and we'd take things to her, and we'd sing with her. I remember one time coming home from church. Um, a man had been riding his moped or motorcycle, something he'd flipped, going over the tracks. And so we stopped, and we helped him, and we got him to the hospital. I remember little things like that where my parents would involve us in outreach and service. I remember there's a children's story um, in Uncle Arthur's bedtime story. Uh, oh, shoot, I thought. The Surprise Package Company. That was always one of my favorites, and I love to do little things like that. I did as a child, and I still love to do it now. And so, and that's what we want to develop in our children. So from planned glow track outings to spontaneously coming home from the store and taking raspberries to our neighbors to cleaning up somebody's yard, we're constantly making an effort to live a lifestyle of evangelism. So everything that I'm about to show you, I have a lot of slides, so hopefully we'll get through everything, but everything that I'm about to show you are just simple ideas, not hard, not fancy, but ideas that the Lord has given us to help serve those around us, simple ways that we have found to share Jesus in our community and in our home and our churches. With the Lord's help, we're endeavoring to lay that foundation for a life of service, and we're being blessed as we do that. So where should we start? Well, we should be missionaries at home first. Testimonies, Volume 4, says the, great, the first great business of your life is to be a missionary right at home. Testimonies, Volume 6, says our work for Christ is to begin with the family in the home. There is not a missionary field more important than this, 
By precept and example, parents are to teach their children to labor for the unconverted. The children should be so educated that they will sympathize with the aged and the afflicted and will seek to alleviate the sufferings of the poor and distressed. They should be taught to be diligent in missionary work, and from their earliest years, self-denial and sacrifice for the good of others and the advancement of Christ's cause should be inculcated, that they may be laborers together with God. But if they, are ever, if they ever learn to do genuine missionary work for others, they must first learn to labor for those at home who have a natural right to their offices of love. I should say in here really quick, um, in the folders, there is a sheet of paper, a handout that has all the quotes and the Bible verses on it. Okay, so we want to be missionaries at home. There are obviously lots and lots of ways that you can do this. I don't have a monopoly on this by any means, but I'll share with you a few things that we have done. It would be nice, wouldn't it, if we could just say, little Susie, please share that toy nicely. Or please talk sweetly, Johnny, and we lived happily ever after, right? But if your home is anything like mine, it doesn't always work that way. And so we have to form habits of kindness. We have to help our children form habits of kindness. And any habit is formed how? By doing it, by repeating it, by practicing it. And so we like to do, we like to give opportunities to practice kindness. We have this little bowl in our home, and this is, our kindness bowl. And it has little blue pieces of paper in it, and each little piece of paper has one of our names on it. And so sometimes I'll just get in the mood and I'll say, okay, we're gonna use the kindness bowl this morning. And everybody picks out of name, and then we give about 48 hours for each person, whoever's name they have, they have to come up with something kind. And it's not just a tiny little kind thing. They put thought into this. My children really get into this. And this is why I give them 48 hours. Because for the next 48 hours, they're thinking about what they can do. And so they have kindness on their hearts and on their minds. And it's actually really cool, the things that kids come up with. We've had all sorts of things turn out from this. We've had cinnamon rolls turn out from this. Uh, we have, my daughter is learning to sew and is doing a very good job at it. She sewed her brother a pillow once, and he was thrilled with that. We have lots of massages going around, so there's always tickets of massages, which is always really nice. We've had flowers, which is really nice. So a lot of different things come, come out of that, and it helps just put kindness on their minds for a while, and they're thinking about their brother or their sister or their mom or dad. Another thing that we have done is an acts of kindness day. <laughs> what we do is we deem it acts of kindness day, and that can be any day of the week, any time. But when someone sees someone else doing something kind, then we have a jar. And when they see somebody else doing something kind, then we put a little pom-pom or something in the jar. And the reason we notice others' kindness is because that's, we want them to notice the good in others and not just pat themselves on the back every time they do something good. And so then once that, if that pint jar is filled to the top with kindness pom-poms, then we celebrate, whether it be ice cream or they stay up late or you know some little treat. It doesn't really matter what it is. My kids are happy by little things, so that's great. But anyways, so all day long, they think of kindnesses, and they're filling the jar, and they're pretty excited uh, to do these types of things. 
Now I have to say the best way to get them excited about this is for you to be involved with it yourself. Take your, do something kind for them so that they can see what fun it is. Take one of your kids or your school kids. I actually read an article actually not long ago about how a school used this type of thing. And at the end of the day, they would talk about the different things that the children had done. And so it would, it would give the little kids a pat on the back, but it was still the kids noticing the good in others. But anyways, you've got to be involved, and your kids will be excited. They'll follow your lead, and they'll get right into it. They will amaze you. Your, your beds will be made, and I even had my drawers organized, my socks, all in a row. It was so great. I thought, i got to do this again. <laughs> Notes of appreciation go all the way around, go around, and setting the table or making a meal. This is a picture, actually, of my boys. They got up early, and they were making pancakes for breakfast, and I hadn't even asked them to. So I thought that was pretty cool. So it just, you know, the more you do it, the more you live that life, the more that they'll catch on to it and find it fun too. And one other way that I don't have a picture of, um, but another way that we have found to promote that missionary spirit is through love notes. And I'm sure many of you have done this before, but my kids just love it. Um, when they find little notes in their socks or in their pockets or, you know, in their lunch boxes, anywhere that they might find it, especially when you're not there, they'll come running back home to you, Mommy, thank you for the note, and they just loved it. And for, some, for a child who is a words of affirmation type of person, that does wonders and it really boosts their spirits. Okay, so you can see that we can show Jesus' love in many ways in our home, but we can also uh, show Jesus' love through hospitality in our home. And I have to say, I really love hospitality. I love bringing people into our home, but I'm not a huge decorator, and I'm not a fancy person at all. But it doesn't matter, and I want to encourage you in that. You know, a lot of people say they're too busy and they don't have time to clean, or they don't have a big you know, fancy table with nice dishes or whatever. And, but I've got to say that I have experienced that people are not bothered at all by the fact that I use paper bowls when they come over Friday night for soup. They're not, you know, bothered at all by the fact that I don't have a big fancy dining room table. Nobody really cares about that type of thing. They're just thrilled to be included in your home and in your family and in the time to fellowship and grow together. And so invite people over to your home. They will be thrilled with it. Okay, that's just not working. He's stuck here. All right, so hospitality, four different ways that you can do this. Obviously, one of them is Sabbath dinner, and I know this is like nothing big, nothing new, but I really feel like this is a dying tradition. People don't invite people home for Sabbath dinner very often. Maybe it's just me because I have five people in my family. I don't know. It doesn't happen that often. But we can't be worrying about the fanciest dishes or the nicest, cleanest home. You know, clean up the bathroom that they'll use. Put the toys away. And just invite someone over. If you need a partner, I love doing things together. So get a friend and say, let's invite some people over. Or even have a little potluck dinner at your home and fellowship together. But I challenge you, in the next month, invite someone over to your home because there's nothing like fellowshipping in your home. It's so much different than just doing it at potluck. I remember when we moved um, to Michigan, we, my husband wasn't a pastor yet, and we ended up going to a bigger church than we would have liked. 
And in a bigger church, it's kind of hard, at least for me, to make friends very easily. And so <clears throat> I thought, at the house that I was living in at the time, too, it was a 1925 home. So I was a little embarrassed of the shingle, the siding on the outside. It needed a lot of work. But I thought, you know what? It doesn't really matter. We will go ahead and we started inviting people home. Because I was wanting a friend, we started inviting people home. And we made some really good friends that way because we were willing to reach out. <clears throat> I also, one Sabbath, and you were yeah. the new person. I was the new person. <laughs> but you know what? If I wanted a friend, I had to reach out. And you're right, it should be the people in the church that are inviting the new people home. But it doesn't always happen. So, you know, you got to do it yourself. I remember another time, too, that... I, we, prayed, we made a meal. We thought, we'll make a Sabbath meal and we'll have it all ready. But we weren't exactly sure to who invite over, so we just prayed about it. And we said, Lord, make it very clear to us Sabbath morning when we go in who we should invite. And he did. I don't actually even remember what happened now, except for the fact that we invited the greeter and her family home for, uh, for lunch that Sabbath. And it was just a beautiful time. And they were so grateful and we had a wonderful time. So invite somebody home. Use your home for hospitality. Um, another way to do this is in our last district, we had an elderly couple who was so precious, but they were getting old, older, and they had some health issues, and they couldn't. They just couldn't have people into their home. So I decided we'll make the whole Sabbath dinner, and we'll take it to their house. And this was at the church that was an hour and 20 minutes away from us. So, but we did that, and they were so excited. They had some family that weekend also, and it was just a beautiful time. So if there's somebody who can't bring dinner to you, take dinner to them, and they will be just excited about that. Um, another thing that we have started doing in our last district, when we first got there, we would go from one church the next week and the next, and there was potluck every Sabbath. And so we weren't able to invite people over for Sabbath dinner, which we really like to have people over. So we decided we would have them over for Friday evening. And I can't tell you what a blessing it was. I prefer, all of us, prefer to have people over on Friday evening now because we have the supper and we have the fellowship time, but then we all of us go into a worship time. And so then they're part of our family worship. And people have just mentioned that they enjoy that so much. And so that's, if we can do that, that's what we stick with because we love that Friday evening worship time. You know, it really doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't have to be Sabbath. It doesn't have to be Friday night. It could be Tuesday. If it's elderly people and they're not at home or they're not at work, you know, it could be lunch. The nice thing is just to have people over and use your home for that. And another one that um, probably many of you have experienced is the Sabbath evening bonfires uh, with a Vespers and maybe a potluck supper where everybody brings something. Really nice time to close out the Sabbath. And we've had a lot of time, fun doing that. So all of this starts in our home, but it shouldn't stay there, should it? It should seep out into the world around us. We see in Galatians 5.13, it says, in love, serve one another. And so we're going to start with those closest to us and we're going to move out and see how we can reach out to those around us. First, our neighbors. In my life today, it says, visit those who live near you, and by sympathy and kindness, try to reach their hearts. Visit the sick and suffering and show a kindly interest in them. If possible, do something to make them more comfortable. Through this means, you can reach their hearts and speak a word for Christ. In this sentence, I love, eternity alone will reveal how far-reaching such a line of labor can be. I have to remind myself 
of that with all of these things. Because, you know, so many of the things that I can do with young children are just planting seeds. But that's okay, because that's all part of the process. And like it says here, eternity alone will reveal how far-reaching such a line of labor can be. We do the work that God has called us to do, and we plant those seeds. And God will bring forth the harvest. Oh, sorry, I didn't give you the second part. <laughs> All right, in councils for the church, it also says, visit your neighbors and show an interest in the salvation of their souls. Arouse every spiritual energy to action. Tell those whom you visit that the end of all things is at hand. The Lord Jesus Christ will open the door of their hearts and will make upon their minds lasting impressions. All right, there's lots of things. Here's a, here's a few little things that you can do. My kids love to take people's garbage cans in, and then they wonder how they got there. One, back in Alpena, the husband thought the wife was doing it. The wife thought the husband was doing it. A few months later, they found out the kids were doing it. Anyways, it was just fun for them to do. You can take them vegetables from your garden. You can rake their leaves, snow blow. That's a, a nice thing if you have elderly neighbors. Helps them out. You can take them home canned or homemade treats. We like to do that a lot. And if they're sick, kids are great at making cards. This next picture is just a picture of our applesauce stash a couple of years ago. I think that year we did 260 jars. But there's about 12 bushels of apples there, and really we only paid for three. The Lord provided so much for us that year. But we do it because we always want to feel like we have extra jars to share and take to people. And so that's why we do it. So this last October 1, well, every October 1, I guess, is National Homemade Cookie Day. And you'll find as I go through here, I love little holidays like this that nobody knows about, but that somehow I make it a point to find out about. Well, we had just moved down to southern Michigan, so we were in a new neighborhood, and we did that like on September 24 or something like that. And October 1 was National Homemade Cookie Day, so I got this idea. I thought, okay, we're going to make cookies, and we're going to go around to our neighbors, and we're going to meet them. And so we did. We made cookies, and we went around and met all the neighbors that were right surrounding us. Anyways, it was just a neat little wedge into their home. I didn't take any glow tracks or anything, because first we want to be their friends and, and win confidence and whatnot. But we had a nice time visiting with them, and we got to know them. And so that was neat. Another one, now I can't, I can't claim this idea at all. I hope these pictures aren't too dark. But anyways, this is Stacy Osterman Shepka's idea, and I thought it was so neat. It was a New Year's idea, and she made New Year's bags for all of her neighbors. There was a Bible promise book in there that you see for the adults. There was a bedtime story for the children, and there were um, drinks, drink packets and goodies and things like that. And they went around to some of their neighbors, and they met them and talked with them, but they also prayed a blessing for them, asked, their, asked if there was anything that they could pray about, and then prayed a New Year's blessing for each one of their homes. And she said it was just a nice time, and it even brought up some questions about their church and their faith. And so I just thought that was a really neat idea. All right, we're going to move into our church family, and some might think, well, we don't need to reach out to our church members, but we do. We need to love our church members also. And one of the things that we like to do is we like to bring little surprise goodie bags to church, 
And usually inside there's just mini muffins or cookies or something like that. But people are excited to see these little bags. And the last time I did this, I gave my last one away to somebody and she said, I've been wondering what was in those little bags. <laughs> so it piques their curiosity, but then you have to keep going because the people who didn't get them are wondering too. So, but anyways, it's fun to hand out little things like that. You can also do chores and yard work for the elderly. That's always appreciated. And something else is that you don't have to stay outside their house. Maybe there's a new mom or there's an elderly person that might enjoy help cleaning her house for Sabbath. So offer to clean a bathroom or something like that. One thing that I feel very strongly about is saying thank you and appreciating people. And in our churches, there are so many ways, so many people and opportunities um, that we have to say thank you. Our children have Sabbath school teachers and they have adventure leaders and pathfinder leaders. There's the man who plows the parking lot and the person who mows the lawn or the person who sorts the mails and of course the pastor and the elders and the janitor, all these people. And so uh, one time in our last district in Alpena, we did a Bible labs thing up front in church where we wanted to thank all the people who had affected and impact and supported the children in some way. And so we had these little heart cookie cutters for the women, and they said, thank you for shaping our lives. And so we did a little thing up in church, and we handed those out. And for the men who had helped support the kids, we had this little package of nuts, and it says, we'd go nuts without your support. And it's just a little thing, but you know it recognizes them, and it says, thank you so much for investing in the children, because they are so important. Anybody want a cookie? Those are cookies. <laughs> Every Christmas season, my kids and I bake loads and loads of cookies, and they end up in various places, but one of the places that they end up is at the board meetings with my husband in December. And so the people always like that. It makes for a sweeter board meeting somehow. And they're just appreciative of that, but it's just a little way of thanking the church leaders for what they do in the church. Okay, another fantastic event that we had when we lived up in Alpena. We did this with the Bible Labs uh, kids. So all the I homeschool my children is why you might hear difference in the way I talk. But so we did it with the kids at the school. I was the Bible Labs leader up there and my kids. So we uh, did everything together. But this was a supper that we had for the singles. And so my husband made up these fancy invitations so that they would feel very special. And they were invited to bring a friend as well. And we had made a complete dinner, all sorts of food. And it was for those people who were single, so they would have normally eaten alone that evening. But no, they were able to come and eat together, and they were so thrilled. They obviously want us, wanted us to do it again. This is my daughter making a dish, and my son peeling carrots. They did everything, obviously, with help and supervision, but they made it all. And then we had kids who went around and did drinks, served drinks, and anyways, and then at the end, the kids even sang for them a few special musics at the end. And so it was just a fun time for the single people to come together and fellowship. And the neat thing was, we had like 20 to 25 people, I'm kind of thinking it was 22 or 23, something like that, but we had five or six people that were non-Adventists. And so they came because people were able to bring their friends. They came into our church and they fellowshiped and they were with, and, and then actually their dessert was one of these little packs up here. It was an Andes mint and it was um, a little encouragement for them. So they got dessert, but they also got a little glow track 
uh, when they left. So that was just a really fun thing. And you know, if it's just you as a family, you don't have to do it for the whole, all the singles in your church. You know, invite a couple singles over to your home. Another way that we did this is suppers in a sack. And we did this actually also for the single people in our church. The kids decorated the bags and the kids made all the food and put it into baggies. And then we packaged it up and we either delivered it or some of them picked it up at prayer meeting that night. And that just makes the single people feel special. And so it was a lot of fun to do that. You could do this very easily, too, as a family. If you have leftovers a couple of, um, you know, a night, you get bags, you have little containers, and whatever leftovers you have, package them up and take them to somebody. Easy to do. A great way to be a witness at church is also to be involved in the service. Um, This is important because it teaches our children to be active Christians and not just sit in the pew Christians. My philosophy has always been that active members don't leave the church. And I know that's not 100% true, but you know it's not always or it's not often the active members that leave the church. And so I figure if I get my children active, they'll be less likely. They'll enjoy church and they'll like to be there and doing things. From six years old, uh, we got my eldest when we moved up to Alpena, and the ch- this church school once a month was involved in the, the church service. So, so then we started my other two as they got older, and they've pretty much done everything. They've even done little snippets of the sermon, you know, like with Pathfinders and Adventures and stuff. But they've read scripture and greeted and helped with praise and testimony and the offering, and we even do special music, and I do it with them. only do it because I want them to do it. But... Uh, Anyways, it's, it's a good thing to be involved in the church. People love to see the children. My daughter did uh, the children's story not that long ago, and she did an excellent job. All right, next category, the school kids. This is another group of kids that I feel so strongly about loving. So many different types of children and so many different home backgrounds. You know, they have so many of them need to feel that love, and I love to show it to them. One time, this is another one of these holidays, we found out about World Kindness Day. I think it's in November. Um, And so we decided to take some treats over to the school, so we made them the night before. We made muffins, we wrapped them up in saran wrap with a ribbon, and we tied a glow stick onto it also. And there was a little tag. Let's see, on the next one. You probably still can't see it, but it says at the top, it's World Kindness Day, and then there's a verse, be kind to one another. And so we went over early in the morning. It was a secret project. (laughs) And so the kids, um, we went into the classroom and we put all the different things on there, their muffins and glow glow sticks on their desks, and we left them. And so that was so much fun to leave them. Somehow they figured out who it was. But uh, (laughs) it was still fun. It was still lots of fun to do that little act of kindness for the kids at the school. This is another um, idea that I can't... Uh, claim for my own. Lori Randall has good ideas too, and I saw this on Facebook one time. It was a toothbrush idea, and it says, brushing up on God's word helps prevent truth decay. And they took that. Her husband's a dentist, so it kind of fit with them. And so she, they gave it. I don't remember what day. There's a National Dentist Day, so it might have been that or something. But uh, they took it and they gave it to all the kids at the school. That's a little bit closer picture, but that's a toothpaste also. Another one that I thought was so neat that you could do at the beginning of the school year, just as a, real, a little reminder to stick close to Jesus, it's an Elmer's glue stick. It's right here, actually. And uh, it says at the top, stick close to Jesus. 
And then there's a Bible verse that says, he says to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So just a little reminder to stick with Jesus throughout the year. And one other thing, everybody needs a new pencil. So why not add a little tag that says, just like this pencil, you will leave your mark wherever you go. And then at the bottom it says, let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's a good student gift anytime. It'd be a cheap little thing. Um, need a little gift from a teacher or from parents, anybody. So we thought that that was a neat idea. Wrong title. It shouldn't say hospitality. It should say school kids, but I obviously neglected to change that. <laughs> your students... One of the mo things that they love the most is your presence. So you know what? You don't have to give them pencils. You don't have to give them glue sticks or muffins or anything like that. If you are there with them, they will love that. So why not make meals for the kids at the school? They loved it when we would make them a meal or even just make them a dessert and come and eat with them. They loved it when we would play recess with them. We always went on field trips and did stuff with them and pray with them. Pray with them and pray for them. They need that. Just let them know that you love them and that you support them because they are a future generation and they need that. All right, moving on to the next category, the community. There are lots and lots of different ways that you can obviously do that. And after you've been inspired by this, I'll be very excited for you to uh, email me or just let me know some of your ideas. But all of us have gone to the nursing home, I'm sure, many of us, and we sing and we do lots of different uh, little programs there. One time we decided at Christmas time we were going to take socks for all of the residents at the nursing home. We just got them at the dollar store, but they have to have those little grippies on the bottom for the, the residents. Anyways, they were thrilled, and it was so fun for the kids to go back time and time and time again after that, and somebody always had socks on that the kids had given them. So they thought that was pretty exciting and it just let the residents there know that we love them. Another thing that we did was after a funeral, um, someone had passed away in the area and we did something beautiful with all the flower arrangements that people had sent for their funeral. The husband of the lady who had died donated all the flowers to the Adventurers and Pathfinders, and we took them and we got vases for every person who would be at the nursing home that we were going to go to, and we divided all the flowers up into these individual uh, vases. And then we had a little tag, and I have, there's samples up here if you want to look afterwards, but the little tag said, have a wonderful day, and then it said, in honor of Mrs. Pat Clayton, and it has the, had the years that she had died. And so what a beautiful way to honor her and pass on that beauty, the beauty of those flowers to others. So everybody in the nursing home got a little vase, and here's a picture of it, many of them. Anyways, a little vase with some flowers to cheer up their room and to brighten their day. And that was a beautiful experience. We enjoyed doing that one very much. All right, we've all collected non-perishable food items, right? We do that a lot of times with Pathfinders. You can do it by yourself and you can take things. Um, but what about making homeless bags for those standing on the street corners? I know down where we live now, we see people like this all the time. And it was some years ago, we were on a trip and we had just stopped and eaten at Subway and we must have been in a hurry because my husband who was driving still had half his sandwich 
in uh, his lap, and we were stopped at a light, and there was a homeless man here, and he had a sign that said he was hungry and he was homeless. And so my husband rolls down the window, and he's like, do you want the sandwich? Yes, he was so eager. Poor guy, it was a vegetarian sandwich, so I don't know if he really liked it, but, but he was hungry, and he took it. And I thought, you know what? We need to have little bags in our cars that when we see somebody like that, I'm not into giving money because you never know what we'll do with it. But uh, so we made up these bags, and inside there's Campbell's soup that is okay to sit on the shelf. Anyways, there's raisins and crackers and peanuts, and you can do all sorts. I've seen people put socks in there, and we always put glow tracks in there. And so then we have them when we're sitting at a stoplight. We can just hand it out the window, you know, and say, God bless you. And so that has been fun for us to do, too. All right, there is a homeless shelter near us. We've taken advantage of this a couple of times, and I tell you, homeless shelters or any type of shelter love any support that you can give because they live off of donations, and so they'll take anything. And one time we took lots and lots of little loaves of sweet bread over to the people there. Also, at Christmas time, actually, we did kind of a sock, hat, scarf drive type of thing, and we collected all sorts of winter things for the people, for the children at the homeless shelter, and they appreciated that very, very much. Are you cooking all of this by yourself? Um, my kids help me. <laughs> by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll tell you this at the end. One of, one of the gifts that the Lord has given me is cooking and baking. And my philosophy is, and there's scripture to back it up too, is that when the Lord gives us a talent, we use it for him. And he always blesses. So yeah, actually this time that we did it, we made a little loaf for every family in our church also. And then we took all the things that were left over to the, to the homeless shelter as well. Really, it doesn't take too long. <laughs> uh, there was banana loaves, and there was pineapple bread loaves, and... I think Apple, maybe. I have a food blog I can tell you about later, too, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so anyways, homeless shelters, they love your support. Okay. Somebody, Marion will recognize these. I can't even remember what she did. She texted me or called me. Anyways, she needed uh, outreach for the adventures, I believe it was, uh, to go to the police and the fire station. And so I like to come up with little things. She let me know what she needed. I said, okay, I'm on it. So this is what I came up with. And the bag is actually right up here. It's at the top. It was Christmas time. And so it says at the top, thank you for serving our community. Because it's so important to thank those people who serve our community also. And then in this pack, uh, they put lifesavers, a pack of gum, mounds, and a candy cane mint. And they all meant something. Like it says lifesavers, and then it says you are a real lifesaver. The pack of gum, thank you for sticking with it. So they put those things in it, and then I think they put other treats and glow tracks. And then all the cute little kids took these down to the fire station and the police departments, and they got a tour. They had a grand time, but they were able to say thank you to the community for serving us. So yes, that's the thing. Public, I'm going to. She said, especially the fire department was just very excited about it and grateful. They posted it on their public website and they gave the kids a tour and they were just very thankful. So it was good publicity. They mentioned the Lansing Church. So it gets your name out there and it spreads good vibes about Seventh Day Adventist. So that's a good thing. 
Okay, I better get moving. Oh yeah, there's the bag. All right. You can always get involved in road cleanup. I was able to actually do this with our Pathfinder Club not long ago, um, and it changed the way I look at the roadside forever, I tell you. You have to be 12 years or old uh, to do this. Uh, so you, you need a specific group of people, but you could even do it a few families. This one is another one that got our name out there because on the three-mile stretch that our kids, our Pathfinders do, it's, there's that sign and it says the Seventh-day Adventist Youth of St. Joe County. So everybody knows that we keep that clean. And so, yeah, I do have to say everybody should do it because I didn't look at the road. I was pretty irritated when I saw garbage on my side of the road I had just cleaned. <laughs> So anyways, it's a really good thing, though. Um, I also saw, as I was looking on the internet for various things, I saw that in Grand Rapids, you can just even adopt a trail at some place called the Blandford Nature Center. So you don't have to take a big road. You can just, they say, maintain a trail for a day, a month. You can do it for a year if you want. Um, so that's kind of a neat little thing. You're still helping to take care of nature and our community. But it's not a long-term commitment. Okay, so these are paper bags. There's some right up here that you can look at. Uh, back in April, I had to take the kids, my daughter is in Pathfinders, and their team made it all the way to the national level for, national level for Pathfinder Bible Experience. So I had to, I was thinking about what in the world are we gonna do? We drove there, so three days of driving there and back. And I was trying to think, what else can the kids do in the car? So I was on the internet looking for some different things, and I came across an organization in Grand Rapids called Kids Food Basket. And it is a neat organization. I hope that I can go and volunteer there sometime in their organization. They uh, serve nutritious supper sacks, or sack suppers, to almost 7,500 kids every night um, in the Grand Rapids and surrounding areas. Um, and these kids might otherwise go hungry. And so it's an important thing that they're doing. And one of the things that you can do from home or anywhere else is decorate sacks, lunch sacks. So I went to GFS and I bought a big thing of sacks because that's all you can buy from GFS. And, but anyways, we took them on the trip to Arizona with us. And so the kids decorated food sacks on the way to Arizona. We've also done it on a Sabbath afternoon. It's a really neat thing. They get creative. And I read on the internet on their website at Kids Food Basket that these kids just love it. They'll look over the sacks to see which picture they want. And sometimes when they deliver them at the home, the people will see these sacks all over the wall because it means so much to the kids that they have these neat sacks uh, decorated. So that was we that's a lot of fun. And we have a lot of more sacks, so uh, we'll be doing it some more. And then when I get up to Grand Rapids, we'll take them. Back um, on May 17, I found out that it was National Baking Day. <laughs> Baking. See, it's my thing. <laughs> but I love these little holidays because I like to turn them, since I homeschool, I like to turn them into learning experiences. I also like them into, to turn them into serving experiences. And so this time we contacted the domestic violence shelter and asked them if it was okay if we did some baking for them. They weren't at all opposed. So uh, we went, not only did we, we went to a bakery and we toured the bakery and learned about it and we did some baking and then we took everything, cookies and muffins and loaves of bread down to the women and the children at the shelter. And they were so blessed by that. And I gotta tell you that 
Whenever we do these things, they're very blessed, but we are blessed probably even more by doing it. This is my kids holding the food. There's not much better way to spend a special day than serving others. All right, glow tracks. We love glow tracks. Everybody should love glow tracks. And what we have found is that we love attaching glow tracks to something tangible, something useful, because it grabs the people's attention, it makes them smile, and they say thank you, and hopefully they're more prone to reading the glow track that's inside. And so I'll show you a few of these. My very first one, that I, the idea that the Lord ever gave me was this one. It has a little red and white peppermint in it, and the tag says, you're worth a mint to Jesus. And then you put a little glow track in the back. We get, I have these bags. You can get them from Walmart, but I much prefer the ones from Joanne Fabric. They're four by five, and so they're, uh, there's less at the top. The ones from Walmart are four by six. So anyways, we just put the glow track, a card, and the little mint right in this baggie, and then we have those, and we can give them away to anyone. Uh, let's see, I was going to tell you a story. We were at a restaurant, and we left a cash. We paid with cash. We left it in there, and we left one of these, you're worth a mint to Jesus um, things as a thank you to the server. Then we had to go into the bathroom before we left, so we asked her where we could put our food, put it down. And when we came back out, she and another server come running up to us, we love the mint, but do you have any more of these, they said. And they were talking about the glow tracks. I said, why, yes, I do. <laughs> so I had my purse, and I had a whole bunch, so I just sprawled them out, and she took a few that she wanted, and she was just so grateful for the glow track, and I thought, that is so cool. You know, not everybody just wants the mint. Um, they like the glow tracks, too. My little boy, my little six, well, he was six then. Anyways, we were in Home Depot or something, and he took one. This was before Unlock Revelation. So he took one to the, the person who checked us out, and he told her, this is for you. And she said, oh, that is so nice. How about if I keep the little paper and you take the candy? He said, oh, great. <laughs> so anyways, there are people who don't just care about the candy. They are excited about the tract also. This is probably one of our most loved ideas. I actually asked my family this morning, which outreach idea do you like the best? Three of them said the banana idea. And actually, everybody in Alpena loved it too. Um, there's, oh, I have a sample up here too. You can actually look at. The little card says heart health. And then it has 3 John 2 on it. It's a Bible verse. On the back of it, it has banana health benefits. There's four banana health benefits, plus there's a health track on it, and we tied it up with a string. So it takes a little bit of time, but kids are quick at that. And so then we did this as a Bible Labs experience in uh, Alpena. We would load them up in our wagon, and we would go business to business all around Alpena. And it was really cool. The kids would go up to somebody, whether they worked there or whether they were just in the store shopping, and they would say, have a happy, healthy day, and they would smile. Hardly anybody turned them down. People just loved it. And, oh, and another thing about that, kind of like Marion said, one time we did this, we went into the newspaper office, and lo and behold, the next Friday, there was a write-up in the newspaper about the Seventh-day Adventist Elementary School that was uh, spreading health and happiness around town. So that was really cool. 
Um, it was such a, yeah, it was such a big hit that we decided to do a parade. Can you see all those bananas? Oh my, 2,300 bananas, I believe it was. We strung them all. It took the church for this. <laughs> but that's what we did. And people were really excited because, you know, most parades, they throw out candy and all sorts of stuff. And people were really thanking us for the healthy treat that we were passing out. We also had banana stickers that you could scratch. So we would pass those out to the kids. But it was really neat because later after this, we would go either magabooking door-to-door or door-to-door with surveys. And we had people say, oh, you're the banana people. And so then they'd get a magabook or they would, you know, take our survey. No, they didn't want to have to walk. The one on the left up there is, uh, was our teacher, Sarah Taylor. And then, anyways, another elderly church member that it would have been hard for her to keep up because parades are kind of fast-paced. So they were, they were fine to do it. So, yeah, cute. <laughs> anyway, so that was a lot of fun. Another one is that we've taken these little um, lifesaver packs everywhere. It says, Jesus is the true lifesaver. And then there is a little lifesaver in there. And one time in particular, we took these door-to-door with the purpose of praying for people. And so we would just knock at the door. And this was for church. This was a personal ministry Sabbath school um, type outing. And we um, went to their door. We said, we have this for you. And then we would just let them know, you know, we're also praying for people in the community. Do you have any special prayer requests that we can pray for? And that was really cool because there was such a good response. People, you know, many of them, I don't, there weren't many people who didn't let us pray with them, but they, some of them had tears in their eyes because there's a lot of difficult situations going on in this world. And to have somebody come to your door and want to pray with you, people were touched. We even had people come and visit our church because of this experience going out and praying for people. And so this was, it's just a little thing to, you know, say, I have this for you, but then can I also pray for you? One little thing, I really probably should hurry, but I just have to tell you this because it was fun, kind of funny. There was a lady sitting in Meyer. As I went in, she was there. When I came out, she was still there, and I kind of made eye contact with her. And I don't remember exactly the situation, but she needed a ride. And so I don't usually give people rides, but she looked very innocent and elderly. So I said, okay, come on, I'll take you. So she got in my car, and I took her home. And as she was getting out, I gave her one of these. I said, here, this mint is for you. She said, what are you saying? I have bad breath. I said, oh, no, ma'am. I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. So anyways, she got a glow track. And she got a lifesaver. And anyways, it was an, an enjoyable little seed that was planted. Another one, and if you can't get a good look at these, come up to the table and look afterwards. But this one is a little pack of gum. And it says at the top, have an extra special day. And then we just stapled the glow track to the back. And so we went around the mall with this one and we just said to people, we hope you have an extra special day. And who doesn't, well, there's not many people who don't like gum. So everybody took it and we got lots of smiles in return for this. There's, oh, this is, there's the front on that side, the back of the paper with a Bible verse and it said who we were and then the glow track that we stapled to it. Okay, this one is always a big hit. Everybody needs a little encouragement, right? So this is our encouragement. There's an Andy's mint in there. And so then there's a verse at the bottom. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Most people love the Andy's mint. 
So this one is always a neat one. But don't use it in the summer. It melts in your car. Um, Christmas survival kits we did one year. We got the church involved in this whole process because it was kind of a big process. I think we made four to five hundred of these, and, but we needed to collect some things. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we needed to, um, the candy cane mints, tea light candles, gum sticks, band-aids, pennies, and tea bags, and so church members donated all that, and then one Sabbath after potluck, we put them all together. I have one right here. So you can look at it. But each of those little things inside this Christmas survival kit means something. Like the candy cane mint is to remind you that you're worth mint to Jesus. The tea light candle to remind you to shine brightly this holiday season. And each one of these things reminded them something about Jesus. And so we went to a lot of the places that we use, our banks and different places where we had made contact with people before. And we left those. Everybody was thrilled. Even the bank lady took us all the way back to the bank manager so he could have one too. So that was fun. We have even used them. I think we did this in Onaway, didn't we? We used peanuts. And it says, we're nuts about health. And on the back, with a health track, on the back it said, you're invited. And then it had our health class. And it was pretty cool. We went all over town. Onaway is a very small town. But we went all through the businesses and the people that we met. And I believe at the next health class that we had, it was about 20% of the people. There were probably 20 people there, and four or five of the people that came had gotten one of these in town a few days before. And so it always pays to hand these things out and let people know what's going on. Another thing that the kids like doing is drive-by glowing. They all, they're on their bikes, and they have, it doesn't matter what they have. This one is the Lifesaver one, I believe. And what you do, you're, dry, you're biking down the sidewalk, and just before you get to someone, you pull it out, here, this is for you. And what do they do? They just put their hand out and take it. And there's no time to say no because you're gone. And so, anyways, the kids have a lot of fun with that one. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. You can get out a few that way. But you have to make sure you have good balance. So, all right, there's a couple of little things that we have done for kids also. Um, there's little treasure and little friend, tiny little miniature tracks, and so we've attached them to different things. This one is, I think I have one up here somewhere, but anyways, it's a glow stick. And so you can go to the parks, you can go to the library, anywhere where there's kids, stick them in your purse at the grocery store, hand them out, and they get a little treasure and a glow stick, and they love it. You could also do that with the regular size primary treasures, fold it in half and then fold it in thirds, and we stick stickers in there because lots of kids like stickers. Okay, got to hurry, I'm really sorry. Okay, holidays. We have always had a burden on our hearts that we want to make holidays, especially Christmas, but holidays in general, different for our kids than the way that the world celebrates holidays. And so we've prayed about this and we've prayed about this, and. I know I've read it before, but I came across this quote, when you have a holiday, make it a pleasant and happy day for your children, and make it also a pleasant day for the poor and the afflicted. Do not let the day pass without bringing thanksgiving and thank offerings for Jesus. So God started giving me ideas. We'll get to the Christmas one last because it's my very favorite. But um, Valentine's Day, we've I, all these printables that are right here I got off the internet so you can find different things but we just attached the little candies they all have bible verses little candies or glow sticks 
with the one that says Jesus is the light of the world, and one Valentine's Day was on a Sabbath, so we went out. We had put all the church members helped put this together, and then we went out on a Sabbath, and we passed these out um, to different people. Once again, we baked. <laughs> we made muffins, and we put them on plates. Uh, it says Jesus loves you, and we took them down to the homeless shelter again, because probably some of those types of people don't have people that you know will express that love to them on a holiday like this, and so we wanted to remind them that Jesus does love them, and we made up these little valentines um, for them, had little candies in it, had a tract in it, and it says nothing can separate us from the love of God, and then we also made one for the children too, it has a little treasure in there. All right, the next holiday, 4th of July, you saw that we did bananas once, well that was such a hit, and they liked the healthy uh, thing that we passed out so much that we did raisins. And if you can't see, it says Raisin Kids for Eternity. So we were promoting our school um, in Alpena. But people were so excited about it, and they loved the little raisins. Here's our float. Uh, we were sh uh, demonstrating the components of work, academics, and service. Had kids on there. And then we made up little packets and baggies with raisins, a VBS announcement, a health track, and then a little thing about our school. We put them in buckets for everybody to carry, and we went to it, and they passed out. I believe it was 4,800 that time, because we ran out of bananas so quickly. Um, the next one, we are not really big into Halloween, but we are big into taking advantage of holidays where we can share Jesus. And so while we don't, um, ha we don't give away candy at our door, um, we did make up, the school kids and us, made up these little Halloween treats they're uh, fruit strips, and we attached a little glow track that was kind of Halloween looking. It says, Twilight, is it just a story? And we took these over to the college that was there in Alpena, and we walked around, gave out a hundred of these to the college kids there. Um, another Halloween, we made up little door hanger bags, and they had the, the tract in there, a mint and a happiness digest, which is Steps to Christ, and then the little paper that says, it's no trick, Jesus is the sweetest treat. And so we went door to door with these, and that gave us an opportunity to talk to people and to pray with people, and if nothing else, to leave them this little baggie um, so that they could have a treat. And people were excited because, you know, usually you give away candy, but we were bringing treats to them. So that was neat, and those are the bags. Another one, just briefly, this is... Um, we had a family in our new district that we wanted to say thank you, and baking wasn't going to do it because they had all sorts of allergies. So finally we came up with what we call our gratitude tree, and it's kind of dark. But we put this all together ourselves. We got the bucket and styrofoam and uh, small little dowels and the bow, and we made a tree-looking thing out of it. Then it had, um, we put a couple little gift cards in there, and then there were also some notes on the dowels that said, thank you for piano lessons, thank you for sewing, teaching me to sew. Um, so anyways, this is our gratitude tree, and we gave it to them at Thanksgiving just to let them know how much we appreciated what they were doing for us. And then our favorite holiday tradition of all time is this. Oh, but first I have to say is that we also like to go caroling in the nursing home. We just carol. We don't go into specific rooms usually, but we'll carol up and down the hallways on Christmas afternoon after they've had lunch and every, the people that work there like that as well. But this is our favorite. Christmas morning, before we open gifts, 
before we do anything else, well, it's after breakfast. Um, we have already made up muffins and we've tied them with string. We have little tracked packs that say, have a holly jolly Christmas, and then there's a Dolly Rancher in there. And we have apple cider packs. And we take all these and we get in the car and we go driving around to the places in town where we find people are working. So that would be the motels and the hotels, and that would be the gas stations. Walgreens is always open. Um, so we go in and we walk up to whoever we meet that's working there and we start singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And people are excited. People have been in tears. They're touched that they have been thought of on Christmas morning. And it teaches our kids that Christmas is not all about getting and not all about selfishness. And so that's exciting. And I have another story to tell you, but I only have 10 minutes left. Okay, we better move on. Oh, you want to hear it? Okay, well, it's just really cool because we went into this hotel. We started singing. When we got done singing, the lady says, I know you. And she said, back in the fall, you guys were passing out apple cider packets at businesses, and I was in one getting my nails done. She said, she said I have been doubly blessed by you. And so that was just really cool. So just leaving a good name is what we're doing. Birthdays is another thing that I am passionate about uh, making unlike the world. We're really not big into birthday parties, but we don't mind them at all. Um, we just don't really need 10 extra gifts every time a child has a birthday. And my kids feel that way too, so it works out. But um, most of the time we celebrate with family, but sometimes we like to have a little party. So. Adventist homepage 473 helped me. It says, on birthday occasions, the children should be taught that they have reason for gratitude to God for his loving kindness in preserving their lives for another year. Precious lessons might thus be given for life, health, food, and clothing, no less than for the hope of eternal life. We are indebted to the giver of all mercies, and it is due to God to recognize his gifts and to present our offerings of gratitude to our greatest benefactor. These birthday gifts are recognized in heaven. So three years ago, we had our first missionary birthday. So we still had dessert, and we still had a lot of fun, but Kaylee chose an organization to help instead of getting gifts. And so she chose the Huron Humane Society, and her, in her little invitations to the kids at the church, she said instead of bringing a gift for her, she asked them to bring a donation for the Humane Society. And so they brought those gifts, and we took them all down to the Humane Society. And then it was so much fun because we got to tour the Humane Society, and they got to play with the dogs, and they got to play with the cats, and they had so much fun. And I had written in my notes yesterday to tell you that really if you ask Kaylee what her very favorite uh, birthday is of all time, that she would still tell you it was the Humane Society. And so then I asked her this morning, I thought I better ask her just to make sure. It was I asked her, and this is exactly what she said, because children will long remember the experiences they have over the gifts that were given to them. Another one, just this past year, Dylan came up with his very own missionary birthday activity. He, this is a little tag that says, Jesus loves you to the Milky Way and back. And then he has a Bible verse, and he designed that whole tag himself, and he got the candy with his own money, and then his goal was to pass out 110 of those during his birthday month because he was turning 10 years old. And so he was, I was just so proud of him. He came up with that all on his own, and so he had a lot of fun, and we helped him with that. And then one other birthday one that I want to share with you is just this last summer, we had 
cookies and a hot dog roast. But this time, uh, Kaylee chose Adra to support. And so in her invitations, she just asked people not to bring gifts, but to bring a donation for Adra if they would like to. And so she had so much fun pouring over that Adra catalog, choosing the gifts uh, that she would give. And I think she got to choose three. And so she had so much fun doing that. But we still had so much fun. Birthday parties can be so much fun, even without gifts. And so they did a lot of great things, a lot of games, a lot of food. And this is a picture taken right after an impromptu uh, water fight that the kids had. It's so much better to give thank you gifts to God for the life that he has blessed them with. We don't need to be indulging the self of a child in order to have a happy birthday. Okay, I have one more section. I'm going to have to speed through it. But this is our last category. I'm really into this one because there is nothing like a thankful, appreciative, respectful, polite Christian. And I don't know about you. Oh, first, before I say that, um, someone not so famous says this to her children all the time. Um, never miss an opportunity to th say thank you. I think that that is so, so important. We don't say thank you enough. You know, as a society, we are quick to complain and we're quick to tell people what is wrong. I don't know about your line of work, but, you know, it's, we see that in ministry. People are so quick to complain and we need to change that. We need to appreciate people and we need to thank people. This is my very favorite of all these little glow track packed packs. <clears throat> it says, thank you for your commitment to serving Alpena. And since then, I've changed it. So it says, thank you for your commitment to serving your community so that anybody can use it anywhere. But um, I love this one because I love to appreciate people and I love to thank people. You can give it to anybody, the bank teller or somebody who helps you at the grocery store. I gave it to a lady uh, one of our swim teachers at the pool once, and she just said, thank you so much. No one ever appreciates me. And there's so many people out there like that that do very important jobs. They might not be, you know, high-spectrum jobs, but they do important jobs, and we need to thank people, and we need to appreciate people. And so I like that one. This is another one. My mom had surgery this past January, and she said, you know what, I'd really like to be able to give people a thank you for the care that they're going to give me at the hospital. And so my mom was a nurse, and so she felt very strongly about this, and she's liked some of the things we've done. So during her stay, we wrote down all the names of the surgeon and the CNAs and the nurses and everybody. And in these bags, we put all sorts of things, snacks and treats and tissue and all sorts of stuff. And then there was a glow track that said, Jesus is the real lifesaver. And we made little tags that just said, thank you so much for your excellent patient care during our stay, because I stayed with her overnight. And it was so neat taking them up. It was after her surgery, so she couldn't go. But um, my family took them up to the nurse's station, and we had one for everybody that had been a part of the care for my mother. And the nurses at the station were just floored that somebody would remember to come back and thank you. It's kind of like, you know, the, the leper that went back to say thank you. We need to be appreciative and thankful and do more thoughtful things like that for people. We've also done it for people at the nursing home. The workers at the nursing home, they work hard, you guys. They work very, very hard. And so we made little Christmas packages for them. Um, and took that down there to say thank you for the work that they do when we were singing there once. And this is muffins again. <laughs> but this, this paper I got off the internet too, it says thank you for how you serve our family. We are so grateful for what you do. And we took these to our um, dentist's office and our chiropractor's office and different places in town that serve us. 
Just two more pictures, I think. <laughs> um, I also like to find people in roles that don't often get appreciated. And one of those would be secretaries. They don't often get thanked. And so I knew that my husband was going up to the conference office one day, or I think we were both up there. Anyways, I made up these little jars that are refreshment in a jar is what it says. And then at the bottom it says, you are appreciated with a Bible verse. And so when we were up there, we went around to some of the secretaries that have helped us, that we've been interacted with, and we just let them know. We really appreciate the work that you do. Thank you so much for doing it. And we gave them each one of these. And some of them said, well, I won't be able to use it. It's so cute. But hopefully they used it because we appreciated what they did. And one other time, uh, my husband was going up to the conference office, and I had bought a bunch of these soaps because they were on sale. And <laughs> they were Bath and Body Works soap. And I had a couple left, and he was going up there, and it just popped into my mind. The Lord gives me these, and so when the Lord gives you an idea, just act on it. Um, anyways, I made up a little tag, and I said, take this to the lady who answers the phone um, at the church, and just let her know how much we appreciate it. And I just can't tell you, I wasn't there, but David told me how much she appreciated it. She just went on and on and on, and then actually a couple of weeks later, I got a, a letter in the mail. And she just was thanking me for helping her to think out of the box when it came to kindness and when it came to reaching out to others. And so think of those people who don't often get appreciated. And, you know, say thank you. It doesn't even have to be something big like this. It, just say thank you for what you do and let people know that you appreciate them. Outreach and, um, well, first, first Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Outreach and service in our home is obviously going to look different than outreach and service in your home. Obviously, you can tell that baking and cooking is one of the, one of the talents that God has given me. And so that's what I use a lot of times to serve others, but not always. But your talent might be sewing, or it might be music, or fixing things, or crafting, or cleaning. I mean, it can be anything. But this verse tells us that we need to be faithful stewards of what God has given us. And so he expects us to use those talents and gifts to serve others. I started with this verse, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And this is my goal as a Christian and as a parent. The neat thing is, is that I have found that this light shines the very brightest when we give it away. The blessings come back to us, I can't tell you, tenfold, more than that fold. And so I challenge you to live a lifestyle of evangelism. The people around you will be blessed, but you will be blessed and you will grow in your walk with Jesus. Um, I, we do have some giveaways and samples, but before we do that, because I won't get you back, <laughs> um, I hope that you've been inspired. I hope that you see some ideas here that maybe you can use, or maybe it stirred up some own thoughts and ideas in your own mind. And I hope that it has inspired you to want to go out and find a way that you can share Jesus. How many of you would be willing uh, to try at least one outreach idea in the next three or four months? Fabulous. I hope that you will do that. And I want, before we do the, the um, giveaways, I just want to say a prayer for you. Um, and I just want to encourage you to make that happen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. 
Lord, and I know that you love us, and I know that there are so many people out there in this world, you love them all. You want them all to know about you. Lord, I pray that you will inspire each one of us, Lord, to get out there, to have courage and boldness, and to share your love. Lord, there's so many simple ways and big ways that we can do that, and I pray that you will inspire us and direct us and guide our paths, Lord, in this endeavor to share Jesus with others. Please bless each person, Lord, who raised their hand here. Um, give them a, a special amount of your spirit so that they can go out and share your love with others. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so we'll have the, the giveaway. And then make sure before you leave, up here there's a folder for everybody. Oh, one other thing. Okay, one other thing before we do this giveaway. Okay, every folder, there's like four handouts in here. There's also a little business-like card. It's not really a business card because it's not a business. But on this card, you'll find my biblelabs.blogspot.com address, so you can get to the Bible Labs address. Also, it has my email address, amyaustin at gmail. There's one in every packet. If you want this uh, PowerPoint, I'd be happy to send it to you so it can refresh your mind. Most of them you'll find at the Bible Labs blog, though. If you want any of the printouts of any of these little tags, I'd be happy to share those too. Um, my husband said that he would put them all into a Dropbox account. So if you email me and let me know that you want access to any of these little printables, the printable tags, email me and let you, me know and I will send you a link to the Dropbox account. So give me until next week. You can email me anytime, but it probably won't happen until next week after camp meeting. So any questions? What printer is Epson? Does it matter? Epson is what we have. How old are your children right now? My children right now are 12, she'll tell you almost 13, and 10 and 7. And we've been doing it since, I don't know, a long time ago. <laughs> yes? You know, we moved and we don't have a school anymore. Um, we would do a couple a month with the school. Now we do them as the spirit moves me <laughs> because all of a sudden I'll find something. We do it every month, something, probably a couple of things. But when it's a lifestyle evangelism type of thing, you know, some things are very planned. But I got home with raspberries last week because I got a lot of them. They were on sale and everything. And, you know, we just went over to the neighbors and said, hey, how are you? Here's raspberries. So... Okay, yes, I have the microphone. So I promise you, if you pray and ask the Lord for an out-of-the-box idea, he will give it to you. The Lord has given me all these ideas, and he won't stop. He doesn't give them just to me or just to her. He will, and so pray about it, and he will give you something. Okay, six names. David Hargy. There's uh, six things right up here. Okay, I guess I should have showed you. This bag has uh, 20 maybe. They're packs of gum, and they say, thanks for going the extra mile. So there's a bag of those. There's probably 20 or so of these with the little treasures and glow stick. In this bag, there are the tags, um, a little encouragement for your day. There are the 100 baggies, as well as the Andes mints. You have to supply the glow tracks. But that's that bag. This is a soap from Bath and Body Works. It says, hope you have a very good day because it's cherry. 
So, <laughs> and then there's two of the um, encouragement in a jars. So you can pick what you'd like. You can come up here if you would like first choice. <laughs> hey, this is your name again. Woo-hoo! You only get one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they made you fill out yeah. email address, right? <laughs> okay, so we'll need another name. Um, Carol Hyde. <laughs> there you go. Edward DeVager. <laughs> Tell Edward to come pick one for his family. That's awesome. There's one. What is that one? Oh, because... Yeah. Uh, Katie Draper. Oh, did I tell you that all of these things are meant for you to use as outreach? Okay, good. You're not supposed to take it home and use it. You're supposed to take it and give it away. And then Amanda Brower. Amanda Brower. Going once, going twice. Okay. Carlene Deacons. Might have been from other days. Carlene? Okay, she's here. Okay, there was that one. Did you get one, Carol? Yeah, you got one. Edward just got one. Was Katie Draper here or no? Okay, well, there's two left. Okay. Okay, two more, I guess. Chris F A S I Y A K I S. Nobody claims that? Okay. Carrie Mendez. Okay, I'll try and pick a top one. Aaron Isaac Samuel. Yay! And then one more. Yep, those are the two left. Yes. One more. Benjamin. Just says Benjamin. No Benjamin? Oh, I'll leave these out. I don't know if you want them in or what. I already did that one. Jen Cook. Yay! You get soap. <laughs> Somebody will love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.